0: So you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said uh, called Reclaiming the Soul or Should You Quit Facebook? (laughs) So I am quitting Facebook on June 1st. It's my fexit which is a Facebook exit, because in the tradition of Bob Goff, we quit things on Thursdays. And so that's the Thursday after my birthday as a present to myself. And people have lots of questions and lots of commentary and lots of how could you and lots of jealousy. And I wanted to dive a little more deeply into all of that and then explore the question of whether you should quit Facebook too. And I don't have a a vested yes or no answer to that question. I'm not like Facebook is bad no matter what for all humans. That's not true. And I'm not like Facebook is good, it does good things for all humans. That's also not true. So we're going to enter into the realm of nuance and figuring out whether Facebook is good for you. And then I can share why it's not so good for me and how to determine whether it's, you know, good for you. And you can, by the way, take out the word Facebook and just add in whatever it is. Uh, that is the most addicting at this moment in terms of um, social media or reasons that you pick up your phone and waste time. So it could be Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or God only knows what the kids are doing these days, right? Whatever it is, um, entering into these questions is important, I think. So when people ask why... I want to quit Facebook, the answer is nothing less than the reclamation of my soul. And that sounds big and dramatic and like, oh my God, Kristen, way to oversell it. But what happens is that when you're taking really good tender care of your soul, you pay attention to these things. You pay attention to the things that cause shutdown, that cause overwhelm, that cause despair. You pay attention to it. And if it's something that can be avoided, Like we can't always avoid despair. Someone that you love dies. You're going to have sadness. You're probably going to experience despair. You are on Facebook and people are being dicks. That is not a reason to experience despair. Just get off of Facebook, right? So in the places where I can shield myself from unnecessary harm and despair and brutality, I will because that gives me more energy to deal with it in places where it actually matters. So I'm reclaiming my time my attention and my focus because i've noticed as well and maybe you've noticed this too that the more tabs i have open the the harder it is to concentrate and if one of those tabs is facebook then i'm sort of always 20 to 40% waiting for the next notification and scientists have done studies of this the same thing for text messages when you're waiting for a text message it's like if you have x amount of hard drive space in your brain then 20% of it is just kind of waiting and it takes it out of commission and puts it into waiting for a text message mode, which is bizarre. So what if I reclaim those parts, which means that for months now, I haven't had any notifications on my phone. The vast majority of the time, my phone is in do not disturb mode, which only allows through um, calls from my favorites if they ring twice in a row, which has literally never happened. Just so you're clear, just so we're clear about how often that happens. And for my business, I've been sort of backing it up and backing it up and backing it up. I tried for Facebook doing, I'll just schedule everything weeks and weeks in advance. And then that felt hollow. Like those things are going up. I'm not really behind them. I'm not really checking in to see what people are saying or liking or like it felt like an absentia was not doing it for me. But actually going and doing it live every day was like, no, that feels terrible. And then eventually it was, it was this breaking point of, oh, I just don't want to do this anymore. This is not helpful. So personally, it's not actually hard to give up Facebook for me. But I can talk about that uh, for whether it's good for you. Professionally, it's a bit trickier. And here's what I think about that. Personally, I connect with my people via um, the blog blog via podcast via email list via Facebook and via Instagram, those are five channels that I use to connect and my I would say that the email list is the most potent and powerful and then um and then the podcast and then the blog and then Facebook and then Instagram so I'm knocking Facebook off the island does not mean that I'm knocking the entirety of my business marketing off the island, so it's a very responsible choice on my part to take a bunch of Facebook ads, push people toward getting on my email list if they aren't there yet, and then to very slowly back out of Facebook. If your sole marketing channel at the moment is Facebook, it's probably not going to be good for you to just hop up a Facebook, no big deal. So it's okay to, instead of being like, I need to do this right now, to, if it doesn't feel good, make a transition. And the answer to the transition is probably an email list, if not a snail mail list or a text message list. It's whatever it is, if can you connect with everyone that has in any way shown interest in your business over the years, right this second, that is not subject to the algorithms of something or someone else. Because social media is always going to be subject to the algorithms of something or someone else versus email just goes directly to the people or text messaging goes directly to the people or snail mail, if you're feeling groovy, goes directly to people and connects with them. So one of those three and probably email, even though you fight it, is going to be the answer for getting people contactable from you whenever you would like. Cool. So I've taken a bunch of time and a bunch of years to build up other channels before pulling Facebook as a channel. You don't have to take a bunch of years, but you probably do have to have another channel open. And when we talk about the reclamation of the soul in terms of not practical, purely like the the reason behind this, it has to do with depth. Um, And in the words of Joyce Rupp in Praying Our Goodbyes, she says, This going deeper always involves a leaving behind. We cannot go deeper unless we let go of the place we have known. To descend into the depths of ourselves, we must be willing to risk losing the security and the safety of that to which we have become accustomed. And so part of giving up Facebook is losing the safety and security of that to which I have become accustomed. So let's give up Facebook. Let's do that thing, right? In the words of uh, Scotchy Cool, okay, I'm going to spell it because I know I do it wrong, S-C-A-A-C-H-I-K-O-U-L, Uh, in One Day We'll Be Dead and None of This Will Matter, which is a fantastic, fantastic uh, memoir. She says the only way to do better, to have better, is to lose pieces of what was. It's inevitable that you can't bring everything with you, like carrying water in your cupped hands from one river to another. There are too many cracks, and if you're so eager to move, you'll just have to get used to new water. That. I'm going to have to get used to new water. That's not Facebook, and I will figure that shit out but it's important to me to go deeper into my own life. And finally, in the words of Anne Lamott in Hallelujah Anyway, on page 116, deep is so un-American now, even radical. We live too often like water skeeters on the surface of the pond, dropping down for a quick bite of insect or email. Deep is the realm of soul. So I want to go deeper. That's what she said. (laughs) I do, I want to go deeper into my own silences and my own space and my own living of this thing we call life. And I don't feel like Facebook is an asset on that journey or in that aspiration. So for you and your assessing of whether Facebook is serving you or any form of social media, any platform, first it's think of the last three times that Facebook made you feel really, really great, like amazing, like beyond amazing. And then think of the last three times Facebook made you feel bad, mad, or gross. My guess is that you can call up the latter quite easily, and the former is going to take longer. So you're going to be able to pull up the icky really fast and the like, when did it make me feel really great? Not like okay or eh, but like really great. That's going to take a while. Is the gross to amazing ratio out of balance? Do you feel like you check it every day out of habit or FOMO, but you're actually not doing anything great? Have you ever caught yourself checking it like on the toilet or just in a moment when you step away from a friend and you don't actually care, but somehow your thumbs are on your phone checking it without your actual permission and without you actually caring what you find there? Because it is in some ways addictive and it does in some ways hit your brain's pleasure centers. And so it's like, carrying six pounds of chocolate in your purse all the time, at some point you're going to eat that chocolate. So because it's going to give you deep rewards in your brain because it's all of the happy little chocolate things that, you know, that chocolate sets off. Facebook's going to be the same thing. It's like carrying six pounds of chocolate and then being like, Oh my God, how did I eat that chocolate? How did I just, how did I lose that much self-control? Because don't fucking carry around six pounds of chocolate if you don't want to eat six pounds of chocolate today, right? Same thing with Facebook. If you give it up, you can't possibly do that with it. Because I've noticed, and I'm not speaking for you in any capacity, I've noticed that I check it when I don't want to. I check it when I'm bored. I check it instead of taking a moment with myself. I check it just to see if I'm missing anything. And it isn't actually interesting. It doesn't actually reward me. The vast majority of the time, it is shit. And then every now and again, it's cool. So that's the definition of a relationship that you give up. The vast majority of the time, it's shit. And sometimes it's cool. You give that shit up. If you were with a partner who was shit 85% of the time, just horrible, and then 15% of the time, okay, you would, in a healthy state, leave that relationship. That is the definition of Facebook. And then little kitty needs to be let in right now, or she's going to keep freaking meowing for hours. So hold on. There you go. Hi. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, is life hard? Come on. Okay. Little key break. Check. (laughs) Okay. You can also check into your body wisdom here. Do you want to quit Facebook? And not in a mental, let me run through the pros and cons, but do you want to quit it at a bodily level? So if you stand up right now, And you just ask the question internally, do you want to quit Facebook? And then notice, do you rock forward? Do you rock back? If you rock forward, some part of you, i.e. your soul, would like to quit Facebook. And if you rock back, then no, you're good. And it's fine. And if you're having a healthy relationship with Facebook, you're like the Facebook 1%, number one. So be proud of being an elite Facebook member. And two, awesome. I have no agenda here. I just want you to check in and see how you're feeling and if it's actually working for you. And if you're like, Kristen, this is all easy for you to say. You can give up Facebook because ba ba bah, 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 reasons. First, I have um, over 9,000 fans on Facebook, and so it isn't like a small thing. Anytime you're giving up 9,000 fans, it's not like, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Um... And if you're in any way jealous of me being able to quit Facebook, then what are the steps that you need to take to be able to quit Facebook? And if you're like, I can't quit Facebook because X, cool. What are the steps that you can take to make Facebook serve you better? One, unfollow everyone that makes you so angry you could scream. And not in a way where they're sharing news that makes you so angry you could scream because politics, but like they are expressing opinions that are maybe detrimental to you, maybe dangerous to you, and maybe, as is often the case, they're spouting just pure vitriol in the direction of anyone who will read those words they typed, and it doesn't do any good for you to consume the vitriol. It's called a feed for a reason. You are consuming it. It's called a Facebook feed. Everything that comes through there has to go through you. It's ingested, and it goes into you and becomes a part of you. And when you think of it that way, Facebook is basically like Twinkies, sugar, ho-ho's fried food, Twinkies, sugar, ho-ho's fried food. Like there is no nutrition on Facebook unless you actively carve it out and make a space for it. So there might be a Facebook group that you really love. There might be two Facebook groups that you really love if you're lucky. There might be someone that you follow that's wise and genius and beautiful, um, like Rebecca Solnit on Facebook for me is a wonderful source of, uh, of perspective, and she's really great. But you have to curate that, and you have to cultivate it, or it's just going to take over and become a feed of shit that goes into you, and then you have to deal with it. And dealing with it takes a lot more work than just not letting it in in the first place. You know this. You know that if you eat six pounds of chocolate, you have to do a lot of work to get rid of that, or just don't eat the six pounds of chocolate. That's what I'm choosing to do energetically, to not eat the six pounds of Facebook chocolate. Does that make sense? Should you want to quit Facebook, and maybe you don't, that's cool, but should you want to quit Facebook, now is the time to let people know about it. So let your friends and family members know so they can be shocked and jealous together. Let your fans and followers know so they can hop onto your list or your preferred method of communication. Again, that's pretty much limited to email list, text list, uh, or snail mail list because Facebook can change its algorithms at any time. Same goes for Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat And whatever it is that you're doing, you're at the mercy of someone else's platform with someone else's algorithms versus you're on an email list, you pay for the list, you send to the list, bada bing, bada boom. It's pretty straightforward. And yes, you're at the mercy of the email provider that's accepting the message. I get that. But it's the best we have for now, right? Um, You also want to strategize. So, um... First, if some part of you is like, no, I must have Facebook because I must realize that this issue, this particular issue is brand new to the human condition. We literally did not have this issue before the dawn of smartphones. And we did not have smartphones nine years ago. Like smartphones have only been around for nine years. So if you are older than nine years old, You lived at a time in which smartphones did not exist and this problem did not exist. And if you're like, I have to have Facebook for business, maybe you do right now, but you probably don't forever because Facebook, um, sorry, businesses existed for thousands of years before Facebook and hopefully they will exist for thousands of years after Facebook. Frankly, Facebook is not essential to your business equation. It might be at this moment, but it does not have to be forever. So even if you're like I can't quit right now, but cool, make a plan, make your exit plan, and get out if you would like. I do have a little agenda, I'm like everybody quit Facebook. It's stupid. Um, if it's not working for you, and I I don't think it's working for most people, honestly. I've seen so few people that Facebook is working for, meaning that it's doing good things in their life. It's doing good. It's adding value. It's giving them nutrition or energetic nutrition. I just haven't seen that play out. And I've asked it a lot of times to a lot of different people. I just haven't seen it play out. So how can you suck the marrow out of every moment of Facebook frenzy between now and Fexit? Facebook exit is June 1st, at least for me it is. You can convert followers to email subscribers. You can run a couple of quick ads to everyone who's a fan on Facebook. Boom, get them on your email list. If you're like, I don't have one, there is literally an article at kristinkelp.com called Zero to Email List in 15 Minutes, which I guarantee is shorter than the amount of time you spend on Facebook every day. So you can go and do that. You can collect the actual phone numbers and email addresses of the actual humans that you actually love. So when you think of Facebook, there are probably a handful of people that you only communicate with on Facebook. Convert them to actual real-life people. You can text them, you can email them, you can call them, you can add them to your contacts, and you can find a different way to communicate. You can also create an offer to get people clicking over to your website where it will be easier to convince them to move toward your latest promo and your email list. And if you're like, I don't know how to make an offer, awesome. Just go to kristenkelp.com and search for make an offer or promo. Um, If you're like, I don't know how to stay on it because I just give up, just go to kristenkelp.com and in the search bar put stay on it an email list, put email list. Cause I've got you, I've got you covered on that front, on the logistic front. This is more of the soul front. Is there some part of you that's dying to stop taking part in the rat race here? Cause you have enough work to do without having to make Facebook content and saying making content is like, <laughs> I hate making content. I like making stuff. I like making articles. I like making podcasts. But if all I'm doing is making quote unquote content, that that just sounds like filler between the things that actually matter. And I'm trying to get rid of the filler between the things that actually matter. So I found on Tristan. Do you hear this? Pages. Um, Tristan Harris. In uh, an article called How Technology Hijacks People's Minds from a Musician and Google's Design Ethicist. So Tristan Harris was a Google Design Ethicist and now has his own blog, or he's, you know, does both. Um, I just copied and pasted this because I cannot say it better, so I'm just straight up fucking telling you right now. All the sounds are happening, so hold on. All the sounds. We need to have a trash barge go by while the mail comes with the. My God, people. Okay. If I convince you that I'm a channel for important information, messages, friendships, or potential sexual opportunities, it will be hard for you to turn me off, unsubscribe, or remove your account because, aha, I win. You might miss something important. This keeps us subscribed to newsletters even after they haven't delivered recent benefits. What if I miss a future announcement? This keeps us friended to people with whom we haven't spoken in ages. What if I miss something important from them? This keeps us swiping faces on dating apps, even when we haven't met up with anyone in a while. What if I miss that one hot match who likes me? This keeps us using social media. What if I miss that important news story or fall behind what my friends are talking about? But if we zoom into that fear, we'll discover that it's unbounded. We'll always miss something important at any point when we stop using something. There are magic moments on Facebook we'll miss by not using it for the sixth hour, e.g. an old friend who's visiting town right now. There are magic moments we'll miss on Tinder, e.g. our dream romantic partner, by not swiping our 700th match. There are emergency phone calls we'll miss if we're not connected 24-7. But living moment to moment with the fear of missing something isn't how we're built to live. And so ultimately, this is about getting out of the place where you live in fear of missing something and in choosing to live a life in which you have a deeper connection with yourself, with your intuition, with your soul, with your business, with what you, with what you want to get out of life. And there is not a single part of me that thinks that being on Facebook is helping me to live a better, more deeply connected life. The vast majority of the time, there are exceptions. There are groups that I've made that are beautiful and they have a season and that season's ending and we'll find a different way. It isn't like the only way to connect online is Facebook, right? So I will find different ways to connect with people that come to my workshops mm-hmm. and that come to uh, the you know events that I have. So basically, now that the <laughs> dumpster barge has gone, um, where can you go deeper into your life and what has to be eliminated to go deeper? Because it's always going to be giving something up so that you can go deeper. In uh, Rochelle Sheik's book, Koya, Q-O-Y-A, if you want to check it out, Q-O-Y-A dot love. uh, She says, do you know that while you yearn to express yourself, someone else yearns to bear witness to that expression? Ultimately, Facebook doesn't help me to express myself. It may help me to connect with other humans that are really cool for a bit, but it's not a tool of expression for me. And so it needs to go. So whatever you decide, if you're listening and you're like, some part of you is like, no, fuck you, Kristen. Awesome. Cool. Go with that. Go have the very best experience on Facebook and be like, you just don't understand. And I'll be like, awesome. I hope you prove me wrong. And if you're like, okay, but there's practical concerns here, Kristen. There are. There are absolutely practical concerns and implications for your business. And you want to do your best to work around them instead of being super irresponsible and just like, ah, I deleted my account. Fuck it probably not wise, you're going to need to take some steps to be able to extricate yourself in a timely and responsible manner. Absolutely. And if you're like, Kristen, I'm scared, dude, welcome to the fucking club. This is not something that I'm doing lightly or easily. And it's not something that's not scary because I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Facebook is holding the whole thing together underneath all of the other underpinnings of my business. And this is the end. I don't know that. I don't know. There's no way to know, (laughs) but I'm doing it anyway. I mean, I teach a fucking workshop called brave and then I have the brave thing in front of me and I need to go and do that thing. Is it the bravest thing in the history of the world? No. Is it brave based on everything I know of the way that my business has been built? Yeah. So I'm going to go do that thing. So if you would like to quit Facebook with me, awesome. Let's do this thing. And, uh, June 1st is the day. I'm going to issue the times a bit later for our online, our Facebook live playtime on fegzit day. That'll be the grand finale. And, um, I included a link in the show notes on the Facebook app to some version of this, including a bunch of fegzit questions, uh, on my Facebook page, which will be active for just a couple more weeks And um, if you want to come and be brave with me, kristenkelpcom slash brave, we're in the final weeks of early bird pricing for Brave, which is September 19th and 20th in Philadelphia. We start out with a book exchange and some magnificent French food on the 18th. And the 19th and 20th, we hit it from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. with just brave after brave after brave. We talk about the ways that we connect that are brave, the ways that we feel that are brave. We talk about being vulnerable and brave in that capacity. We talk about being technology brave, meaning I collect all your technology at the beginning of the day. You get it back at 6 p.m. on the second day. You don't even fucking miss it. You're just so liberated. <laughs> but the first day's hard. We talk about all the ways that we try and... Pretend everything is okay or fine. And then we decide what is the next brave thing that we can do. Because as Brene Brown says, you can have courage, you can have comfort, you cannot have both. So let's go with courage. Let's do that shit. It's KristenKelp.com and it's uh, $99 down and then uh, $99 a month until you hit $495. And um, it's a fucking steal, I gotta tell you. It's b- a beautiful, wonderful, gorgeous experience. And to be honest, the hardest part of leaving Facebook is leaving the people who went to the last brave in Laguna because they're fucking magic. And that group is just a stunning group of humans. So that's, that's that. I hope that you'll come and join me. Should you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, all of anything, uh, k at or just go to kristenkelp.com, hit the contact button and fill out a form there. I would love to see you at Brave. I would love to help instigate your next Brave thing. And what's the next Brave thing after I quit Facebook? Who the fuck knows? You you usually only get to know one at a time. This is the one I'm taking on right now. And I hope that at the very least, you will find ways to make Facebook a healthier tool for you in your life and in your business. Thank you so, so much for listening and be a part of this. I hope that you'll come play with me on Fexit Day on June 1st. And I hope that you'll come to Brave, kristinkelp.com brave. Let's do this thing. Let's usher in the next phase of your life with courage and not your comfort zone. And let's do it with a great number of beautiful people, 22 to be exact, um, in my favorite neighborhood in Philadelphia, in Chestnut Hill. And um, let's do it together because everything is easier together when it comes to being brave. Again, thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself While you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine. While quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills